What's going on, Avs Nation? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Avalanche, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On today's episode, we will be stealing a segment that Adam from Locked On Lightning and I do on over on uh, Locked On NHL, where we do the power rankings. So there is league-wide, well, I shouldn't say league-wide, playoff-wide power rankings, and we will get to those. This is voted on by all the hosts across the Locked On NHL Network. And we have Instagram questions to get to. And if we have time, that candy conversation has uh, gone off the rails in a good way. So maybe we'll bring that up too. But all that, maybe more. We'll get to it. Let's do it. You're Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Follow the show on social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. And follow us over on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. So, yeah, a couple things to get to today, which will be uh, fun and exciting. We have uh, a power ranking to get to, and I know I normally do this. I host the Thursday edition of Locked On NHL. So Adam Denker and I uh, do that over on Locked On NHL. But we're going to do it here. I mean, it, it, it's a, it's a uh, network, I shouldn't say, we'll say locked on NHL network wide thing that all hosts vote on. This is not, mm-hmm. I always have to put that up there, a like caveat when I host that show, because people like to think that it's just Adam and I that come up with those rankings, and it's not. It is voted on by all of the hosts, Kyle included. We're a little bit lucky because we get two votes. Hey, we're, <laughs> I don't care. Um, <laughs> So we're, we're going to talk about that and then some Instagram questions to get to. But just wanted to check in on we just finished watching a Ranger game that what I mean, the Rangers staying in it. I don't know how much I had to do with Sidney Crosby going out. I'm sure it had something to do with it, but uh, they they had a, a ferocious comeback. And so what what's the Panthers game right now? We're, we're, it's, we're that's uh, still on. What's that score? Do you know, uh, let me look. Uh, I know the uh, the Panthers came all the way back. And like, yeah, they are they are winning now, four to three. It's concerning. It's concerning. Four to three with eight minutes to go. So man, um, this is this is playoff hockey. What do you? And want? all the games tonight have the implications of setting up the next round. So exactly, another thing you want to keep an eye on. Exactly. So. Um, Maybe the you know the the St. Louis Blues and the Wild they play tonight, so maybe that wraps up. Um, mm-hmm. We'll have to we'll have to see. So um, let's get to the power rankings, sir, and we will bring these up right. If you're watching on YouTube, there's a nice little graphic for you. Um, if not, we'll kind of go through this. So um, obviously, the Avalanche are at number one. I don't think that's going to surprise anybody and obviously number 16 are the Nashville Predators because they are no longer in this thing 
So, and we do want to say that this was done <clears throat> prior to last night's game. So mm-hmm. we voted on this, and then it was uh, released in the afternoon sometime on Wednesday. So uh, the you know, as you see, like the Penguins up three to one. Obviously, that is now three to two. So um, a game behind on some of these games because the graphic was released in the afternoon. But I do, I do still think that holds true. With uh, the Penguins, uh, as far as they're uh, now, they are up three to two. They are at number two in this power ranking, and I I, w- I had them at number two. I will admit that I put. Them I at did not. One. I, I did. did not. I uh, I flip flopped two and three. Three being Toronto. Okay. Um, just what Toronto is putting together right now. I I value that over. I watched the, not the game last night. Um, I think that was game three of the Rangers-Pens ser- uh, series. The Penguins absolutely dismantled the Rangers and took the soul out of the Rangers. And you could see, like, that team give up in that game. Yeah. And I, it's one of those, this is the playoffs. Like, this is not regular season. And if you see your team doing that, that's not something, that's not a good quality to have in the playoffs. So, I just what I see out of Toronto, I I haven't seen quit even when they're down. So, I I just I had them ranked higher than Pittsburgh. Um, and and you know my Stanley Cup final was Avalanche and Maple Leafs, and I I just am very surprised how Pittsburgh has really handled that series. And they had they were up, yeah, they were up three to nothing in this game, and or was it three? To, no, was it three three to nothing or two? Let me let me double check. Because this game just ended, so I don't have. I want to say it was two to nothing. They were up two to nothing. They were up two nothing, and then gave up the three. But then they tied it at three, and then the Rangers got another one, and then an empty netter. So I'll go through these for the people listening. um, I'll go through these. I want you to uh, while I'm doing this, double check your mic because I want to make sure you have the right microphone on. Because I don't know if your your good microphone is on. So I'll go through these while Kyle does that. Uh, But I see at number sixteen is the Predators. Number fifteen is the Oilers. Uh, there you go. I, I heard you just come back in, so you're good. Uh, number 15 is the Oilers. 14 is those Rangers. 13 is the Bruins. 12 is the Minnesota Wild. 11 is the Dallas Stars. 10 is the Washington Capitals. 9, Los Angeles Kings. 8, uh, Calgary Flames. 7, Tampa Bay Lightning. 6, St. Louis Blues. 5, Florida Panthers. 4, the Carolina Hurricanes. And then three is the Maple Leafs, two is the Penguins, and our Avalanche are number one. I'll go straight to 15, man, with with Edmonton. Like, this continues to surprise me. The Kings get a win. They are one win away from moving on. And I think those Oilers being at number 15 is just one of those things where it's like, until you prove you can do something more and, and get out, namely get out of the first round, we're not going to give you credit when it comes to power rankings. They almost, it's what we talked about in the crossover with lockdown predators. Um, just a team of individuals hmm. that's Edmonton. And they did all of this to pay for your McDavid's, your dry sidles, like, but did not address the goalie position, which was the glaring issue from last season. Yeah. And, it's it's just a bad team. It's a 
really bad team with really good players. Right. That's that's the right way to phrase it. Or phrase it. They, I mean, they have they have some of the best players on the planet. Uh, but what has it gotten them right now? There, <clears throat> Edmonton is like your Miami Dolphin, Dan Marino situation. Like, yeah. they have really good players that are tallying all these like really good seasons, but just can't push through to get the mm-hmm. big one. And I honestly, if McDavid doesn't get things together, they don't put a team around them. They could like McDavid could be Dan Marino of the NHL. God, I can't imagine that happening because I kind of feel like with the way, you know, like free agency is and everything like that. Now, players are more apt to move around. So if he genuinely feels like by the end of this contract, it's not happening in Edmonton, he walks. And it's not like there's not going to be a, a... a slew of teams lining up to pay him. You know that they yeah. will be. He will have his pick, and it will come down to if he feels like Edmonton is heading in the right direction uh, or not. But you have to wonder, like, even right now, I, does he feel like they're heading in the right direction? You can't feel that way if you're constantly losing in the first round. And they, and, haven't, they haven't yet, so let's give them a little bit of time. But if it does happen, if we're getting ahead. Yeah, and the, the other thing about Edmonton, they're changing head coaches like they're changing underwear. Like, I don't know how many head coaches uh, McDavid has here. seen. I mean, there you go. Uh, yeah, I don't know how many head problems, coaches. All sorts of problems today. Yeah, we're, we're, we're banging on all cylinders today. Go ahead. I don't know how many head coaches McDavid has seen in his time in Edmonton. Like, how do you feel good about where that team's going when they're constantly – it's a revolving door of head coaches? Yeah. That doesn't help. doesn't help no. at all. So, uh, you know, they got the Rangers. Now they are down two to three. I don't know if they move up that much more. Maybe a couple spots, but still – um, they have a lot of work to do. Um, you, I think it's interesting where the Blues and the Wild are. That's been a very like a very good. So, so look at this. So you have the Maple Leafs and the Lightning back and forth. You know what I mean? And you have Maple Leafs at three and the Lightning at seven. So three teams in between them. You have the Blues and the Wild battling out, and you have the Blues at six and the Wild at twelve. So people are kind of thinking there's a larger discrepancy between this Blues and Wild series that is going back to back and forth, back and forth, than the Maple Leafs and the Lightning. They think there's a lot more closeness to the Maple Leafs and the Lightning than there is to the Blues and the Wild. Would you agree with that? A thousand percent, because Minnesota is Marc-Andre Fleury and Kirill Kaprizov. St. Louis is more of a complete team with two goalies. They are, yeah. I mean, but, I mean, Minnesota... But what Kaprizov's doing is insane. Like he is playing out of his mind right now. Like, but it's that's not what his we're fault. But right. then we we just put Edmonton at fifteen for the very same reason. It's true. That's true. So um, and then you have Calgary at eight. I think a lot of people were thinking that they would be higher yeah. up on this because the series would not be tied at two at this point. So uh, and they are. Let me see that one. What's the... They just oh, dropped the puck. Did they? Yeah, I thought that was... Yes. They're about halfway through the first now, so 0-0 zero, zero on that one. Um, it's getting closer to the final between the Panthers and the Capitals. Panthers are still up 4-3. to three. Man, Washington... Now, now you've... Lo- if they lose this, you've lost that 
last game where you gave up the uh, goal with two minutes left and then you lose in yeah. overtime, and now you have a three-goal lead. And if you surrender that, like, that is so demoralizing. So, yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> but sitting on top of all of this is our wonderful Colorado Avalanche with the only one with an ADV next to their name. Yeah, you know me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And up to this point, there's nobody else that has. Like, the Penguins had an opportunity. Not going to yeah. happen. I don't think any of the games going on right now could potentially. All the games uh, that are being no. played tonight have the potential of advancing. Tonight as we're recording tonight. Yes. So we have to kind of preface that. So yeah. So there you go. There's your uh, NHL, Lockdown NHL power rankings. Um, and these can change by the day if we did it daily yeah. because that's what happens in the playoffs it's just back the rangers might have moved up a couple spots but you never know and with the panthers maybe coming down to the wire winning uh would that improve that would they go would they leapfrog the hurricanes or the maple leaves i don't think so because they're struggling they're struggling yeah. to win these games against the capitals and that's not a knock on the capitals the capitals were very game and up for that so yeah, and if you would have if you would have had this ranking at the beginning of the playoffs with Nashville, Edmonton, New York, Boston, and Minnesota, like at the end, that would have been really hard to comprehend. And like Pittsburgh being at two, but with what we've seen in the in these playoffs and the tenacity and the environments, like it makes sense to us now. But at the beginning of the playoffs, there was no way you're ranking it this way. Right. Interesting. So. There you have it, and we'll see what happens uh, next week. Maybe we'll do this again. Well, we probably won't because the Avalanche will be playing. Right now, there's not a lot going on in Avalanche world, so we figured we'd throw some power rankings out at you. All right, let's get to Athletic Greens, and then we'll get to some listener questions over on Instagram. Uh, but our next partner has a product that Kyle and I have been using literally every day. That is Athletic Greens. And if you want better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system, and you hate taking pills or vitamins and you wanted a supplement that actually tastes great and you want to see what the hype is all about, get Athletic Greens. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole force, whole food sourced superfoods and probiotics to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and your aging. All the things. Actually, all of the small things. Hey. Hey now. Uh, Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover and it cost him over a hundred dollars a day so he created athletic greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an optimal nutrition routine on your own it costs you less than three dollars a day and if you're investing in your health it's cheaper than your daily cold brew and coffee habits you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Once again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the daily, the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. 
All right, we will get rid of those power rankings and bring our wonderful faces back up. <clears throat> Swipe those away. <laughs> um, and we threw up a uh, you know the, the questions up on Instagram, which are always fun to get, and we'll kind of go through those and answer as many as we can. So we uh, mm-hmm. have a couple seconds to go, and this will be the rest of the show. So here we go. Um, you got Brandon France who asks. Uh, what, who, or what is the best Avs team of all time? Uh, we've talked about this in the past, and, and I kind of feel like uh, the, the question, well, the answer right now is, for me, the 2000-2001 team. But if this team can complete the season with a cup, we're having a different debate, I feel. Yeah, um, this team has all the makings to be the best Avalanche team of all time. Um, when this question came up, like I know they did not accomplish a single thing, but that 2003-2004 Colorado Avalanche team that had Paul Correa, Timu Solani, and you had uh, you had Forsberg and Sackick on that team. Wow. It was the year after Wall retired. Like it's often forgot about, but we had Paul Korea, Timu Solani, wearing Avalanche sweaters at yeah. one point. So I always, when I hear the best team, like on paper, they should have beat everybody. Yes, and just did not happen. Right. Um, so we'll see. I mean that that is a question that we will revisit in the off season. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee you that. Um, Goose, uh, there's three G's in goalie. So Goose, go 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 goalie asks uh can the avalanche make it past the second round this year and here we go that is going to be what people are kind of focusing on is can they get out of the second round the answer to that is unequivocally yes yeah but because they have this thing hanging over their head uh people will question it i get it but uh, it should not be the very first thing that people are thinking about. This team is prepped, ready to go. They're using all of those former years as motivation for it to not to happen again. I'm not saying that it can't, but uh, they, they, they're, this is the most complete team that they've had in any of those other second-round exits. So, yes, without a doubt, this team can get out of the second round. It would be like honestly, the Avalanche could play any team right now in the West in that second round, and I would feel really good about it. Yeah, I agree. Um, and speaking of that second round, uh, our good friend Beth she asks the series uh, predictions and the length of the series for each of our potential p- opponents in the Blues in the Wild. I say Blues. Blues and six. Well, no, you're saying Avs and six. Well, uh, yeah, Avs and six. If it was, <laughs> well, I mean, we're careful winning. how you phrase that. Yeah, <laughs> it will be the Blues series yeah, in six go. games. Yeah. Avalanche win. Yep. If it was Minnesota, that has the. It might go five, but it also could end up six, depending on that physicality that Minnesota likes to play with. Like if that buys them an extra game, but you feel like that one would be a little bit shorter, especially if this series between St. Louis and Minnesota keeps going on, mm-hmm. you feel like those projections for what the next round looks like will get a little bit shorter. I, and I just want to preface this by saying like, I'm horrible at, um, you know, doing this guessing game thing, <laughs> but I feel it's like the opposite. 
I I feel mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm going Blues against the Blues, I think it's Abs in five or six. If it's against the Wild, I would say six, potentially seven. I, I Interesting. wouldn't see it going seven, but if the Abs are on their game, um, I think it, I think that would go six. So it wouldn't surprise me if either of these series go six. But if you're forcing me to like kind of pick a, a range, I would say Blues five or six. Wild, six or seven. Yeah, to where I'd go. I just feel like I think the Avalanche. I mean, I know the Avalanche matchup well against both of them. I just feel like Minnesota would do better at their changes working better for them against the Avs than the Blues changes doing anything. I just feel like the Avs are, are so, and the Blues had a really good season and they started to pick it up yeah. again towards the end of the year. I just feel like when you're running into the buzzsaw, that's the Colorado Avalanche, they're not going to really – the changes that they need to make are not going to benefit them because in the end, their goalie situation can't hold up against the Avs. It's a 100% healthy Colorado Avalanche team against – like the Blues are – they have injuries and like Minnesota's starting to pick up a little bit. So Yep. Yep. Um, so we got, uh, and I want to hear what people think about that question too. I'm sure people yes. in the comments know, give, give us your predictions for either of those playoff scenarios. Uh, Nick Bichelle, we always hear from Nick. The sheriff. Yeah. Does playoff mode Berkey make an appearance in the second round? Go ahead. You would hope so. Um, especially after literally sending one through the net. You would think this is his <laughs> his right. little bit of like a little, a little awakening, but you would like it to happen, yeah. especially like in this the series with a lot tougher competition. You have that feeling it's right there. Yeah, uh, I, and I think uh, how I responded to him was he has to like this is the playoffs. Yeah. You need to show up, man, and and he has, and he uh, his defense was much improved in the first round. Um, but I think having him on the third line is is the best mm-hmm. thing for him and the best yep. thing for the Avs because he should be head and shoulders above any of the talent that is out on that ice when he's playing on a third line. So <clears throat> take advantage of it. Don't And he's not doing this. He's not sitting there and sulking, and I'm sure he wants to be up on the second line. But know that what you're doing on the third line is – as important, maybe even more so when you're playing on the third line. So own it and and just crush the competition because that's what you should be doing down there. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Um, ben, uh, I don't know how to say it. I, mean, I, I, I can't pronounce that. I don't know. Ben something says uh, he just asked our favorite player. So for me, like, there's no context to that. It was just favorite player. I don't know if he means for, of all time or right now. So I gave him two answers. All time, I've said it many times in the show, Peter Forsberg, right now, this dude right there, Cam McCarr, is, is head and shoulders above anybody else for me right now because you don't see talent like him very often. So easy for me. All-time player. This is where, like, our friendship is founded, Peter Forsberg. <laughs> yeah. Um like everybody knows me as the biggest Nas stan in the world. This season, I have fallen in love with Gabriel Landeskog in ways like just everything he does and brings to the team and like his off the ice stories from this year. 
I think this is probably my favorite Landy season I've witnessed, and I absolutely love everything he's done this year. I would not fault you there. I think right behind Makar, he would be number two. So nope. I agree. Uh, one more, and then we'll take a quick break and then do some more. Uh, our favorite Avs jersey ever. Ooh. I know. It's, it's weird because like changes for me from time to time. Uh, and, and the answer that I gave him was I absolutely love the first outdoor game against Detroit. I love yeah. that Jersey. I don't like, I think because I was, I remember just searching Google every morning just to see yeah. if there was an announcement on Cause that was a big deal. It still is a big deal when those jerseys get announced. Yeah. And when it came out, I was like, that is, that's beyond what I ever thought it would be. And I love it. Honestly, I don't know if this is just terrible to say. What we have going on right now with the jersey, and I think, like, and the buckets, everything about the look currently, current Avs jersey, I think is the absolute best. It takes the aspects of the 90s jerseys, makes them cleaner, more refined, everything fits better. Like, everybody has that nostalgia for the 90s jerseys. Go back and watch that film. It looks like children and like their parents' clothes. Like it doesn't fit right. Does it look right? right. The it, their coho jerseys. Like this is a clean look and like the buckets and everything. I think we are um, missing out on probably the best look for the Avalanche. I loved it, man. When they came out with these with the blue pants and the blue helmets and the blue gloves, I loved it. And then this year they added the blue numbers. Yeah, um, I, when they were had the black pants and black like it looked the black helmets it looked good but it just didn't like pop at all. This does, and I yeah. loved it from day one. People hated it from day one, and I think it's grown on people because they've been doing it for a couple of years now. Um, with the added blue letters, I like that look. I yeah. like the Avs white uniforms as much as I do yes. their dark uniforms. Yes, which typically I don't like any white uniform that yep. it's just like yeah it's just so bland but the way that they match those blue pants just because it it clashes yeah. i like that look so i am with you on that 100 percent. and go back and look at like old footage and like maybe a couple years ago when nathan mckinnon was wearing the black buckets and black pants you'll be like oh and it strikes you weird it does now that when you look at you it you're right how, yes how much you appreciate what you have now exactly agreed all right, let's hear from Bet Online, and then we have some uh, more good questions to get to. Definitely. So, uh, with our partners over at Bet Online, they continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Uh, you can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball, all the fights, and obviously your NHL playoffs. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting to the playoffs to esports and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. That's betonline.net. It's where the game starts. All right, back to the Instagram questions. Here's a really good one. Uh, Alejandro asks What does it feel like to watch the Avs win a Stanley Cup? Because he's looking forward to that feeling. And mm. Kyle and I are both old enough to uh, remember the two Stanley Cup championships that the Avs won. I was 15 when they won their first one, so I was 20 when they won their second. 
So the feeling, I don't, it's tough to, I mean, 20 years later, it's tough yeah. to remember uh, that feeling, but I do remember just the moment of of Ray Bork and him getting that, like, I was just fixed on that television. Um, and it was, it, yeah, I mean, it's just one of the best moments. It's one of the best moments in Avalanche history. It's one of the best moments in hockey history. So, and then your team just winning a championship in general, it happens so infrequently. So you have to, you really have to take in those moments. And being a Broncos fan, you know, they won a Super Bowl, I was it like six years ago now. Mm-hmm. So you really appreciate, even when your team goes to the championship. Yeah. You know, when, when, when it happens when you're in your teenage years, I don't feel like you really appreciate it as much as you do when there's a large gap in between. And then when they finally get back there, you're like, I have to take all this in because who knows when it can happen again. For the Avs, it's 20 years ago. Nobody thought we'd be waiting 20 years to at least get back to the Stanley Cup final. But here we are. And, like, I completely agree with you. And I think, like, yes, if this is your first Avalanche Stanley Cup that you're going to be witnessing, it's going to be a great moment. It's going to be potentially. Let's not let's say potentially. I don't want to hex anybody here. I said if, if, (laughs) yes. All right. Um, but for like those fans that are like us that have been there through the the whole ride since the beginning, like just like I'll be driving to work and I'll think about like Landy getting to pick up the cup and like, I get kind of emotional. Like I'm like, Oh, all that, that we went through from the in between, like just thinking about it, like that's the moment that a lot of avalanche fans are looking for. Like, the bookends were back. Who's the first guy he hands it to if it happens? Nathan McKinnon. I'm I'm going Eric Johnson. Ooh. I think it's Eric Johnson. Been there a long time. Yeah. Just, you know what I mean? Like and then yeah. I think you give it to McKinnon and then you go down the line. But I mean those two guys are best friends. And just what he's he's done for the franchise, I think I think it's Eric Johnson, the guy that it gets handed. And to. I don't even think EJ takes it to himself. I think he takes it and immediately like shares it with Nate. I don't know. I think he wants his moment in the sun. Because so I, I think he'll raise it. Uh, he's that guy that's just like so humble. Like he's like, no, he no, is. no, not me. Like you don't give it to me before Nathan McKinnon. Like give it to him. Let's go, and then yeah. I'll get my moment. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, that'll be interesting. So um, that one guy asks, uh, Yeti foot on the shoulder or the Colorado Sea? For me, this is a no-brainer. Yeah, it's. Like now, don't get me wrong. I love the C. On I the do. Shoulder. Yes, I do. The Yeti foot is. It's honestly, it's one of the most requested things. Like now that we have the reverse retros, we have the Nordiques. Mm-hmm. It's Yeti foot. It was just so unique. You know what I mean? It's just it's one of those things where it was like, oh, who puts a foot on a jersey? Yeah. <laughs> like okay, we'll do that. I don't know. Like I, 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 I hope at some point that comes back. I do. And it was one of those alternate logos that you remember, like in the '90s and 2000s. You see it, you know that's the Avalanche. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Megadeth twenty eight asks, "When's Dermy gonna play?" Uh, my response to him was, "When does next year start?" Because I just don't see him playing uh, the rest of this year in the playoffs. I don't. I mean, I, he's improved. He was improved as the year went on, but. You can't have a guy out there who's giving you five minutes a night just to yeah. hit some people. 
McDermott can play anytime he wants. We're not taking his PlayStation away from him. No, he's useful in the regular season. <laughs> yeah, he you know, can, he can play whatever he wants. He can plug in that PlayStation and play whatever he wants. But yeah. while the rest of the team is on the ice and playing in the playoffs, yeah. Um, and I think it was this is Dagan Andreas. I think is how it said. Uh, what's your opinion on Frankie? Like, how good is he? Um, he gets lots of mixed responses, so he's not sure. He's a solid backup is what he is. I, I don't think he's ever going to be a, a number one goalie in this league. He's been around way too long for that. Someone would have, given a, would have given him a shot. But he, you know, you can see the difference. And I'm not a goalie coach, and, you know, I never played the position. But you can just – if you follow hockey, you can see the difference between Darcy mm-hmm. Kemper and Pavel Francouz. Just the, the, the technique, it just seems like Kemper, like – uh, anticipates shots better, sees the puck better, uh, his positioning is better, and and Frankie kind of he stands a little bit too tall sometimes, uh, you know. So I feel like he lets uh, those when he's hugging the post, he doesn't hug it enough. He just does those little things that cause him to be a second uh, backup goalie. But he's good at that job. If you need him to go out there and, and win you a game, you have confidence that he can do it. And you know why he makes those mistakes and he has those those bad habits? He's never been put in the position to carry 60 games, to carry 70 games right. in a year. Because he was – there was that – we talk about it all the time. He was about to overtake Grubauer for that number one spot and got hurt. There was a potential, yeah. He was playing that at, well. Every time he gets to playing really well, there's a setback. There's an injury that pre- prevents him from getting there. So he's always going to be the backup because he's never get like given that starting job because he can never get out of his own way. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, right. like, yeah. if he ever had a season where he's taking like Darcy Kipper type rotations and he's in there night in, night out, good games and bad. He's going to lose all those bad habits, but he just can't get there. So he's doing what he's told. He's a role-playing goalie. Yeah, and you have these backup goalies that sometimes just like get this hot streak. Yeah. It happens. You see it a lot. Um, I remember years ago when when uh, it was Henrik Lundqvist on the Rangers. I can't yeah. remember who was his backup. Um, Kevin Weeks? God, no, no. It might have been. Didn't Anti Ranta play there for a while? Maybe. I think it was. I think it was. I could be wrong on who it was, but he he was out playing Henrik Lundqvist. The Rangers wrote it for as long as you can do. You know what I mean? And then he came back yeah. down to earth. It's just the ebbs and flows of any hockey player. But with yeah. goalies, it's a little bit, you know, especially with backups. Um, you, you're not going to ride them for a full season. But they can get hot. Frankie did it. Frankie did it for the Avs, like you said. The year with with you know that COVID cut it short, Francois was the guy. Yeah, he, he and, and Grubauer got hurt. He needed to step up, and he did. So that's what he's capable of doing. And I think we're we're lucky to have him because you yeah. do you feel. I mean, he just did it. Going up against Nashville, you felt comfortable that yeah, you can still win that game just as much as you, as as um, Darcy Kemper being in there. So and. Like if worse comes to worse and we don't bring back DK, 
like you feel okay putting Frankie in there. If we didn't have Frankie, it would be right to Miska or Eustace. So <laughs> yeah, I don't think I, I, I think the Avs would tread lightly there. I don't know, like because you don't know what he can do over the course of a full season. You genuinely don't. So that'd be you got a the lot talent. This you got the talent to bail him out. I know that's a that's a dangerous game to play though. Very dangerous. After, so. after we win the cup, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> We're just playing with house money after that. So that's right. Uh, all right, everybody. Thank you for those questions on Instagram. We got as many as we could. Um, we like to do that at least once a week, and we'll definitely be doing that in the off season. So mm-hmm. um, be on the lookout for that. Follow us over on Instagram and join in whenever we post those. So um, that's going to be it for today. We will be back tomorrow. Who knows what we got on the docket for tomorrow, but um, I'm sure more playoff hockey we'll be talking about. But uh, thank you for making it your first listen of the day. That's obviously always appreciated. Go check out me and Mr. Adam Denker over on Locked On NHL, where we'll be talking about these power rankings again, but you'll get Adam's take on it because I'm sure he's not happy where the Lightning are right now. And it's kind of fun to listen to him get angry. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, go check that out for your second listen of the day. Until tomorrow, he is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Locked On Avalanche podcast. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Go, Abs, go!